0: When I moved to Las Vegas in 2015, there were no major pro sports in town. Now there's the Golden Knights, the Raiders, the Aces, and maybe soon the A's. But a new study out of West Virginia University shows that teams relocating could be linked to some unlikely health consequences, an increase in flu-related deaths. The study found that cities that gained major pro sports teams saw significant increases in the number of flu deaths. 24% for the NHL, 17% for the NFL, and 4.7% for the NBA, likely because sporting events bring large numbers of people together. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. The American Association of Tissue Banks has updated its donor screening requirements in response to an ongoing tuberculosis outbreak suspected to be linked to bone graft materials. Among the new requirements, potential donors with a history of TB or a latent infection diagnosed within the last two years are ineligible to donate tissue. The CDC has identified 36 patients who had surgical or dental procedures using the suspected contaminated products, including nine in Texas, five in Louisiana, two in Michigan, and one in New York City. Registered nurses, social workers, and behavioral health workers are at a higher risk of drug overdose deaths than people who don't work in healthcare settings, according to new research from Columbia University. The study found that social and other behavioral health workers were 112% more likely than their peers to die from an overdose. Healthcare support workers were 100% more likely, and registered nurses were 51% more likely. And the FDA saw a steep drop in notifications of shortages by manufacturers of medical devices after mandatory reporting tied to the public health emergency ended in May. Politico healthcare reporter David Lin is here to explain the decline.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So you're reporting that there is a steep drop in the number of medical device shortages being reported. Isn't that a good thing?
1: That's right. Last month in July, the FDA received only one new medical device shortage notification. And while the supply chain is recovering in many facets, this is actually an alarming development to the agency. Jeff Shearn, the top medical device regulator in the United States, told me the FDA may not be getting information it needs to help mitigate critical medical device shortages before they happen.
0: But don't all shortages of medical products have to be disclosed to the FDA? we already get public information about drug shortages when they happen, right?
1: That's correct. Drug shortages are publicly disclosed by the FDA in an online publicly accessible database. But contrary to popular belief, the FDA historically has not actually had the authority to compel medical device companies to alert the agency of any discontinuance or interruption of important medical devices. That changed during the COVID-19 pandemic when Congress passed a law that forced companies to alert the FDA of a shortage of medical devices critical for public health during or in advance of a public health emergency. But you'll remember that the COVID-19 public health emergency ended in May, which means that it's once again voluntary for medical device companies to alert the agency of shortages.
0: So what did medical device shortage reporting numbers look like before the public health emergency ended?
1: During April and May, the FDA received more than 30 notifications of new shortages, updates to existing shortages, and shortage closeouts. And from March 2020 to December 2022, more than 455 reports of potential and actual shortages were logged. The FDA argues that this data helped it mitigate 350 shortages in its legislative request for these authorities to be expanded.
0: So what's the industry's point of view here?
1: So as you might imagine, the industry has a little bit of, let's say, nuanced view. It has opposed a broad extension of shortage reporting requirements over concerns about the compliance burden with having to alert the agency of all small types of shortages of either components or actual devices that aren't considered critical for public health. The leader of Avamed, the largest medical device trade lobby, said that many of the shortages that were being reported during the pandemic were, quote, short-term bottlenecks that, quote, aren't true shortages. I think FDA would dispute that that information wasn't helpful to help protect the public health, but that's where the industry is coming from.
0: So is Congress considering passing legislation to make medical device requirements in line with drug shortage reporting?
1: So this is a longstanding request from the FDA, but it looks like the current Congress is unlikely to include such a provision in the most natural legislative vehicle that's moving forward this fall, which is the reauthorization of the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act both the House Energy and Commerce Committee and the Senate Health Committee advanced legislation that did not contain an expansion of medical device shortage requirements. And there just aren't that many other legislative vehicles that are likely to move this fall. So it's unclear if these provisions will actually be passed into law anytime soon.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to walk us through this today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyn, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse.